Welcome to the first episode of the Thought Leaders But Lo-Fi podcast. My name is Dean Pala and I'm looking forward to this. In this podcast, we're going to be listening to the moments that changed the world. And as you're going to find out, we do a lo-fi. Today we're listening to one of my favorite excerpts of all time. It's one that always inspires me. And before we get into it, allow me to set the stage a little bit. So it's June 29th, 2007, and at this point, the world is changing in major ways, and people are recognizing it. You know, even though the dot-com boom was way back in the 90s, it took a little bit before people wrapped their heads around what that meant for their daily lives. You know, it went from being this abstract thing that you heard about on the news to actually impacting everything you do. And one of those big changes was in how people were consuming music. People were trading in their massive CD collections, cassette tape collections, and even vinyl collections, and they were trading these in for iPods and other MP3 players. Now, in 2007, there had been nearly 100 million iPod devices sold. It was incredibly popular. But what Steve Jobs is about to present for the first time is way more powerful, way more impactful than the iPod. Because the modern smartphone era changes everything. Now, whether you love or hate Apple, I think we can all appreciate the impact that they've had on the tech industry and even on our daily lives. Now, when I listen to this, I like to think about how far we've come in just a little over a decade. Tech is really interesting for that. It acts as almost a time capsule because it moves so quickly. Now you're going to hear some tech specs about the first iPhone here. And I love listening to that because he calls the three and a half inch display huge. Whereas today, a three and a half inch display would get laughed off the stage. It'd just be considered tiny. So I hope you enjoy this excerpt. Let your mind drift. Imagine what it was like in 2007 to see this for the first time. This is Steve Jobs presenting the first iPhone, but it's lo-fi. This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. Every once in a while, a revolutionary product comes along that changes everything. And Apple has been, well, first of all, one's very fortunate to work on just one of these in your career. Apple's been very fortunate. It's been able to introduce a few of these into the world. In 1984, introduced the Macintosh. It didn't just change Apple, it changed the whole computer industry. touch 
is a breakthrough internet communications device. So, three things. A widescreen iPod with touch controls, a revolutionary mobile phone, and a breakthrough internet communications device. An iPod, a phone, and an internet communicator. separate devices. This is one device. So what do you do? It doesn't work 
because the buttons and the controls can't change. They can't change for each application, and they can't change down the road if you think of another great idea you want to add to this product. Well, how do you solve this? Hmm. It turns out we have solved it. We solved it in computers 20 years ago. We solved it with a bitmap screen that could display anything we want, put any user interface up, and a pointing device. We solved it with the mouse, right? We solved this problem. So how are we going to take this to a mobile device? Well, what we're going to do is get rid of all these buttons and just make a giant screen. A giant screen. Now, how are we going to communicate this? We don't want to carry around a mouse, right? So what are we going to do? Oh, a stylus, right? We're going to use a stylus. No. Get them and put them away, and you lose them. Yuck! Nobody wants a stylus, so let's not use a stylus. We're going to use the best pointing device in the world. We're going to use a pointing device that we're all born with. We're born with ten of them. We're going to use our fingers. We're going to touch this with our fingers, and we have invented a new technology called multi-touch, which is phenomenal. It works like magic. You don't need a stylus. It's far than any touch display that's ever been shipped. It ignores unintended touches. It's super smart. You can do multi-finger gestures on it. And boy, have we patented it. So, we've been very lucky to have brought a few revolutionary user interfaces to the market in our time. First was the mouse, the second was the click wheel, and now we're going to bring multi-touch to the market. And each of these revolutionary user interfaces has made possible a revolutionary product, the Mac, the iPod, and now the iPhone. So, a revolutionary user interface. We're going to build on top of that with software. Now, software on mobile phones is like, like baby software. It's not so powerful. And today, we're going to show you a software breakthrough. Software that's at least five years ahead of what's on any other phone. Now, how do we do this? Well, we start with a strong foundation iPhone runs OS 10. Now, why, why would we want to run such a sophisticated operating system on a mobile device? Well, because it's got everything we need. It's got multitasking. It's got the best networking. It already knows how to power manage. We've been doing this on mobile computers for years. It's got awesome security and the right apps. It's got everything from Coco and the graphics, and it's got core animation built in, and it's got the audio and video that OS X is famous for. It's got all the stuff we want, and it's built right in to iPhone. And that has let us create desktop class applications and networking, right? Not the crippled stuff that you find on most phones. This is real desktop class applications. Now you know, 
One of the pioneers of our industry, Alan Kay, has had a lot of great quotes throughout the years. And I ran across one of them recently that explains how we look at this, explains why we go about doing things the way we do, because we love software. And here's the quote. People who are really serious about software should make their own hardware. You know? Alan said this 30 years ago, and this is how we feel about it. And so we're bringing breakthrough software to a mobile device for the first time. It's five years ahead of anything on any other phone. The second thing we're doing is we're learning from the iPod, syncing with iTunes. You know, we're going to ship our 100 millionth iPod this year, and that's tens of millions of people that know how to sync these devices with their PCs or Mac and sync all of their media right onto their iPod, right? So you just drop your iPod in and it automatically syncs. You're going to do the same thing with iPhone. It automatically syncs to your PC or Mac right through iTunes. And iTunes is going to sync all your media onto your iPhone, your music, your audiobooks, podcasts, movies, TV shows, music videos, but it also syncs a ton of data. Your contacts, your calendars, and your photos, which you can get on your iPod today, your notes, your, your bookmarks from your web browser, your email accounts, your whole email setup, all that stuff can be moved over to iPhone completely automatically. It's really nice. And we do it, we do it through iTunes. Again, you go to iTunes and you set it up, just like you'd set up an iPod or an Apple TV. And you set up what you want synced to your iPhone. Just like an iTunes, charge and sync. So sync with iTunes. Third thing I want to talk about a little is design. We've designed something wonderful for your hand. Just wonderful. And this is what it looks like. It's got a three and a half inch screen on it. It's really big. It's the highest resolution screen we've ever shipped. It's 160 pixels per inch. Highest we've ever shipped. It's gorgeous. And on the front, there's only one button down there. We call it the home button. It takes you home from wherever you are. And that's it. Let's take a look at the side. It's really thin. It's thinner than any smartphone out there at 11.6 millimeters. Thinner than the Q, thinner than the Blackjack, thinner than all of them. Why do you want to do that? Well, one, to save battery, but two, so you don't get spurious inputs from your face into the 
touch screen. Just automatically turns them off, take away, boom, it's back on. So it's got a proximity sensor built in. It's got an ambient light sensor as well. We sense the ambient lighting conditions and adjust the brightness of the display to match the ambient lighting conditions. Again, better user experience saves power. And the third thing we've got is an accelerometer so that we can tell when you switch from portrait to landscape. It's pretty cool. I'll show it to you in a minute. So three advanced sensors built in. So let's go ahead and turn it on. This is the size of it. It fits beautifully in the palm of your hand. So an iPod, phone, and an internet communicator. Let's start with the iPod. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Please be sure to subscribe on wherever you get your podcast, and I hope you'll join us again next time. Now, before we go, one of the things that we'll do at the end of each podcast is share a little bit about the music that was featured in the episode. This week, the music was provided by a couple of my own personal artist projects, Anatomy Park and Len Trexler. Anatomy Park features chopped up jazz and deep grooves, and Len Trexler is a melodic texturally rich project features a lot of soundscapes if you like to listen to this kind of music be sure to check out these projects on spotify apple music or wherever you stream music have a thoughtful day and enjoy this piece called pacifica by len trexler